Okay, hello everyone. This is Jeff Epstein with Citizens Media TV and People Conversations. And I am here with Mayor C. Andre Daniels of West Hampton, New Jersey. Mayor Daniels, thank you very much for being with us today. Uh, good afternoon, and uh, thank you, Jeff. I'd like to thank you and uh, Citizens uh, Radio for giving me this opportunity to be here today uh, to talk about my, me, my campaign, and some of the issues that are uh, impacting and affecting uh, the primary Democratic primary election in West Hampton Township. Great, thank you. Um, so why don't you why don't you give an, an introduction of yourself? Just sure. describe yourself sure. and. Again, my name is C. Andre Daniels, uh, mayor of West Hampton Township, uh, a community of about 8,800, 8,900 residents, uh, just off of the New Jersey Turnpike, exit 5, uh, 295, if you will, by way of landscape, uh, landmark, uh, exit 45. Um, we're located in Burlington County, uh, quite a suburban uh, community, good to great schools, one of the 100 best communities to live in, two years in a row. Uh, proud of the fact that uh, we were denoted by Nietzsche, as N-I-C-H-E dot com, as one of the 100 best communities to live in two years in a row, and in particular, 25th to buy a house and 88th to raise a family in New Jersey. Uh, and just recently this year, we received an A rating. Um, really, really proud of our township. Uh, last two years, we've been able to um, not uh, in introduce a, a flat budget. Uh, no zero uh, budget increase um, on our uh, taxpayers and, and been able to introduce some smart growth economic development. Our police department was just uh, rated one of uh, 10 outstanding police departments in the state of New Jersey from a community um, policing perspective and we're on the trajectory to go nowhere but up. While obviously as mayor and sometimes uh, I've uh, even called myself a glorified chairman, I cannot take uh, sole uh, custody or, or uh, if you will, um, responsibility. It, it's been uh, a teamwork make the dream work, but nevertheless, I, I can take ownership as being the longest uh, serving elected official on our township committee. Uh, was Current, Currently or ever? Uh, currently, currently. Uh, there has been some that have served for uh, almost 20 years and uh, some extended period of times. Um, I came on, uh, was elected in 2008, and this, if I am successful, would be my fourth term in uh, West Hampton Township on West Hampton Township Committee. So I'm really excited about a lot of the things that are going on in West Hampton Township. You know, being a veteran and, and just having celebrated uh, Memorial Day, and, and, and let me take that back just having um, memorialized and, and commemorated uh, that some gave all on Memorial, Memorial Day. And it, I guess you could say celebrating the life that was and the contribution um, to our nation of all of those men and women who would die and, and fighting for this country. So in, in some instances, I guess we could say celebrating that uh, because that is notable. So that's pretty much where I'm at. Uh, there's some controversy surrounding the local uh, political climate, if you will, as uh, the highest ranking Democrat who has been serving in West Hampton Township, uh, again, for the longest presently. It, it is disappointing that West Hampton Township uh, Democrats did not have a, a open convention. Uh, simply, they had a convention that was largely closed, 
and they denoted that there would be two individuals that would receive the party endorsement. I was not one of them, and pretty much that's where we stand at today. Okay, so you got onto the committee in 2008, you said? That's correct. And then you... I took office actually January of 2009, but I ran in 2008. And then you became mayor, I believe, in 2014. Is that right? 2016, the beginning of 2016. 2016. Right. So I've been the mayor the last two years, 2016 and 2017 so far. So this is one term or two terms? This is your first term? This is my second term. This is your second term? Right. So when did your first term start? 2016, January Oh, it's one-year terms. One-year term. Okay. Yep. Okay. So it, the, it's a five five panel council that cycles through each member, or not cycles through, but is voted on period every year? Every year. That's okay. correct. Okay. So... Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about your personal history before you got into all this? Uh, sure. You know, uh, I'm a guy who grew up at uh, Philadelphia, um, would uh, go to Roman Catholic High School, St. Mary's Elementary School. And, what, uh, what area of Philadelphia? Uh, in North Philadelphia, okay. which, um, essentially. And I would find myself, uh, along with my family, uh, early on, uh, wife and, and one daughter. Uh, we would drive would join the Air Force and moved to Florida and um, enjoyed a, a career in the United States Air Force uh, before I was uh, had to leave due to medical reasons, um, uh, incident to service um, uh, to our nation. I would actually lose uh, the ability uh, to have um, adequate kidney function to sustain life. I had what is known as end-stage renal disease, more specifically an idiopathic focal segmental glomerulosclerosis and um, that would be diagnosed by the military, and it's just their way of basically saying that I have something very serious wrong with me, but we don't necessarily know how it happened. Uh, nevertheless, uh, I enjoyed a, a robust career um, while, uh, while I had one. I was a contracting officer. I would begin my career in supply uh, field, being a, a warehouse supply person, and would cross-train into um, contracts administration. And, and really enjoyed a good career. Um, I would have an opportunity to work for a two-star general as the president of the Airman Action Committee and uh, really did some really great things from uh, moral welfare and recreation of our enlisted folks, E4 and below. Would get out of the military, um, obviously due for, to medical reasons. It would take me some seven years to uh, artfully um, deliberate and I'll, I'll use the word fight uh, with the military pursuant to my medical condition, but eventually um, my claims were upheld and um, that's why I enjoy the status that I do now. Moving along, uh, I guess out of everything, if, if there was a legacy to be defined with me, that it would be of um, youth development professional, advocate for our children and youth, having served as the uh, executive director for the Boys and Girls Club of Burlington County, having served, uh, been a local PTA president, um, Cub Scout uh, party, um, Cub Scout uh, committee chairman. When, when did you move from Philly? Uh, I presume there were some things in between, but to West Hampton. Right. Essentially, I moved in West Hampton Township in 1991. Okay. Yeah, m moved to West Hampton in 1991 and occupied various uh, duties, uh, uh, different positions around Burlington County and around the state and, and in fact the nation um, having uh, been a two-time, two-term board member on National PTA. I would um, 
presently a board member for Burlington County Community Action Program and the, the O-League, uh, which is a mentoring group um, for uh, scholar athletes and also for Boyd Building Our Youth Development, which is an enrichment group uh, that chiefly meets after school and on the weekends and, and all day uh, during the summertime. So my background chiefly is in uh, advocacy of our children and youth and, and that position was solidified by the fact that I would need a kidney transplant after four and a half years on dialysis and when I did I, I just simply promised myself, I promised God if you will, that if I had an opportunity to receive a kidney transplant when I got up that I would run real hard. Uh, I sit here before you today simply because I, I am the benefactor of a precious gift and that precious gift was given back in 2002 when um, a young man just right from graduating high school would be killed in a motor vehicle accident down in Maryland and his family made a critical decision at that particular time to donate uh, his organs um, to save many lives. I was one of those who would receive the kidney transplant and his name was Shane. Uh, all of my work has been um, dedicated to Shane's promise, if you will, my promise to Shane. So. I find myself in, in this uh, position known as uh, mayor, um, committeeman in West Hampton Township and why most would say, well, you're a politician. And, and truthfully, I am. Uh, so sadly that in a 2017 reality with a lot happening in the world of politics that it has become so disjointed that if you're known as a politician, potentially that's known, that's used as a pejorative, it's a negative. Um, I work hard daily to, to bring light to that the advocation is a good one, that, it, that it's part of our government, it's part of our governance system. Um, it goes part and parcel uh, with uh, what's couched in the preamble to the Constitution, we the people, in order to form a more um, sacred union, uh, more perfect union, I'm sorry. Um, I'm reminded of that every day and I try to advance what I do as an elected official, I, I would like to call it noble public servant. Um, I'm reminded of those hallmarks and, and, and work uh, to make sure that I'm doing all that I can in a representative democracy. So Shane, he was a high school or a college graduate, which one? Shane had just graduated from high school. From high school. Yep. Are you in communication with his family at all? No, no, I'm not. Um, you just know of, his. You just know his name. You just. I, just, I know his, found name, out his name, and I know part of his story by a letter that I got. I responded back to the letter, and haven't heard anything yet from wow. that. One, it, it's one. It's a great story. Yeah, I, I would I mean, really sad. No, it, it's it's really sad. But what we're finding out more and more um, daily. You know, at least uh, 80,000 people right now are on some sort of uh, kidney transplant list. And the, the number is even higher when you think of organ donation, um, i.e. Uh, heart transplants, i.e. Um, lungs and, and uh, other type of possible cadaveric uh, um, transplants that are possible when, when someone... Uh, is, you know, deceased or expires in life. That's great. Okay, so tell us about this campaign, your current campaign. You're, you're, fin you're working on your second term. You're looking to be elected in the primary for your third term as committee man. You're not running as mate for mayor. You're right, running not for running committee as mayor. Because it cycles through mayor. Um, and then November, you're looking to be elected as mayor. So tell us about this election. And then at the end of this, we'll transition into you know, 
you'll set the ballot and then we'll transition okay. to the other stuff. So how is this election going? How did you decide to run for another term? And uh, I've always believed that there are many things that I could choose to do. And over the last uh, 15 years, I've chosen to uh, serve my community in various capacities. So I find myself in, again, this being my fourth term, fourth three-year term that I'm seeking. Having, uh, I'm in my ninth year. West Hampton Township is uh, pre-Faulkner Act, a township form of government. So you were talking about your candidacy. So let's go back to that. So sure. deciding to run, how has it been? How is your candidacy? Oh, so far, so far, so good. You know, so far, so good. Save for the fact that where my ballot position, I'm somewhat disappointed about that. Um, that's I think that's politics at its best. I think that as uh, an elected official, that I've been highly effective over the last um, and and my ninth year. For me, it's about community over, over uh, politics. It's, for me, it's about community over partisanship. Uh, I've, I've chosen to work with everyone on the township committee. Uh, we've been very effective in West Hampton Township. I think that we have an opportunity to enjoy some good years here um, by way of uh, a metrics of uh, many different things happening all at the right time, um, notwithstanding the fact that we have an account economy that I think is trying to come out of its stupor and really start to begin to move towards um, really good economic recovery. But me as a candidate, I, I like to credit some of the things that, you know, just being a stalwart, being an advocate, um, always being on in the community, having an opportunity to avail myself to many um, forums and, and rich opportunities, not only in West Hampton Township, but in Burlington County, and in fact, across the state and the nation. Uh, I think that's how you grow. That's how you become a better uh, or more perfect elected official, simply by availing yourself to what, what's out there and um, simply bringing that home and working with the other four committee people uh, on. And look, my job is simple, uh, and I've always believed this, whether it be, it's, it's the same story, whether it be uh, first serving on PTA, serving two terms, or being elected two terms uh, to the school board. And, you know, w when it was advocacy of our children and youth, it was simple, to, to, to significantly advance the educational outcomes of all children in the district. And to me, thorough and efficient, uh, it says one thing, significantly advanced says another thing, or at least from my perspective, I believe that's something higher. Uh, two, to give necessary support to all of the staff, teachers, superintendents, and, and anyone responsible for making number one happen. And then three, being one of either nine, five, seven uh, chief cheerleaders in charge to make, uh, to make it happen. Uh, to get the community so motivated and so jazzed about what it is that you're doing, they're going to support invariably what happens in the school district. So that's always been who I was. I, I saw, I, I see myself first as an advocate. Uh, I try to uh, apply and, and always do my necessary due diligence, uh, artfully weigh in both sides of any issue, and I will make the decision that I think is in the best interest of, of the community. I think that if you look back on, on the, uh, the record over the last two years, and even the last um, nine years, um, I've always made the decision that wasn't always popular, but 
I thought was in the best interest of the community first and foremost. So regarding your campaign, what things, uh, we'll get into the, the negative stuff that's going to transition to the rest of our conversation, but how has it been going positively? How has this campaign been going for you? Because this is, we're, we're less than a week out. This is Wednesday, right? This is <laughs> Wednesday and it's election day is on Tuesday. Absolutely. And, and this is what I'll tell you, that the, the, the best part of, about any campaign is an opportunity to renew um, old relationships um, and, and to make new ones, to have an opportunity to listen uh, more than you're talking. As I'm going out, you know, there's an opportunity to meet like-minded people, but there's also an opportunity to meet people that don't necessarily uh, match your vision, your ideology or, or philosophy on how a government or how a community should be run. And I think sometimes that's when we have an opportunity to learn the most. Uh, I, I walk away from every conversation trying to find what's the middle. Uh, how can we come to consensus on a conversation that I think moves what's in the best interest of, of the community at any given time? And, and I absolutely love the campaigning process from the perspective of knocking on doors. And there's sometimes the surprise look of residents that, oh, this is actually the mayor of, of, of our community out here knocking on the doors and you would think that in his fourth term that he wouldn't necessarily be out here but he is out here uh, by way of um, the fullness um, every campaign I've never taken anything for granted whether I've had the line position or or this time finding myself off the line position I've always taken the vote very seriously um, it goes part and I think it's part of the process to, to avail yourself to the people I'm probably most dissatisfied in this race that uh, there will be a Democratic primary, and sadly, my calls have gone unanswered or ignored to date um, to have a public uh, vetting of the issues um, by way of a debate, by way of an issues forum, or some sort of town hall uh, format um, where myself and, and the other candidates can can. Uh, present ourselves before the community and ask a host of questions. Uh, I've always believed that some of the best uh, forums and debates have been moderated by the League of Women Voters or, or you know, even a, a church or, or some other nonprofit that considers themselves objective in their, their viewpoint and just sit down and have a, a, a forward-moving discussion. My approach to politics, if you will, being an elected official is that we, in, in our movement of dialogue, it doesn't, and even if in the instance that we're disagreeable, that it doesn't have to be adversarial. I, I think that if you want to hell or hold yourself out in the community as a candidate, then you should want to move the notion that let's sit down and have dialogue, let's have forward moving, and so, so sadly right now, the national body politic is so caught up in uber and, and hyper partisanship that we can't see the middle anymore. Uh, one of the things that I'm most you know, dissatisfied with that as the parties have become bunkered down, um, perhaps in, in, in their ideology, uh, left, right, um, conservative, liberal, what we have done is create a system or, or a moment where we almost say to each other, Republican or Democrat, as though it's a pejorative or though it's like saying Russian and American. 
And at the end of the day, what, what I realize even more intimately at the local level is the same people that you, 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 you may have disagreement with at the local level or even, you know, the countywide or, or the state, it's the same people that you meet at the Dunkin' Donuts. It's the same people that you meet at, at the uh, Wawa, if you will. The same people that you meet at the grocery store or out in the public at, at social events. That at the end of the day, I think what all of us really want is that you, you go to work, you, you wake up every day realizing what does the American dream look like for you and your family and how can you achieve it. And you, you go to work, you, you matriculate um, by way of education, and if not, surely by on-the-job uh, education. And you, you, you get a home and a car and all of those things that are attributes of uh, achieving the American dream. And, and really, you just want to return on your government that, you know, in America, I wore the uniform and others have worn the uniform to make sure that the preservation of liberty, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness is what we enjoy here as Americans. And that at the end of the day, um, there's a return on investment of all of that, that, that cycle. You're, you're on the ballot, but you have been banished, and it's quite remarkable. It's not just that you're not on the line. It's that you are way over there with tons of empty space between you and the line, way in the corner. It's not clear that you're running for committee, and you are, in fact, underneath a newcomer, which to I have heard from some people that that is disrespectful, that an incumbent would be listed underneath. Uh, I don't know if you consider her your running partner. Um, so let's talk about the ballot. The, I'll put the picture of it in the article. So tell us how, how did that happen? Well, it, it, it happens when you have a closed door mentality. It happens when you are an elected official who choose to put uh, community over party politics. It happens when um, you, uh, you listen and you consider, but you still move the interests of your community before you move partisan politics. And as I stated earlier, we have gotten to the point where party politics have become so uh, hyper that any deviation from what I tell you to do as a, as a party boss, if you will, chairman or, or uh, two chairman, if you will, um, I'm going to pull you off the line. But here's the biggest problem with that. Like, But before you say that, th okay. this decision was done by who? Who made this decision? This call, to this call was chiefly made by uh, Robert Mayberry, who is the West Hampton Township uh, Democratic chairman. So your, your own committee, your own committee made this decision to put to put your ballot position to be way down there but you weren't you were shut out of the decision process despite being on the committee that's, for doing that that's correct that's correct but since they had a majority i presume they had a majority to make this decision of those five people so at least three chose this well what i can tell you is and and, and this is the misnomer if i can let me let me break it down if i can west hampton township committee the official governing body is known as a committee. However, West Hampton Township Democratic County Committee, which answers to, if you will, there's a Republican committee, 
and there's a Democratic committee. And each town has a Republican. Oh, it's and not a the Democrat. town committee. It's a it's Democratic not the town, committee. It's the Democratic committee. That's and you correct. said Democratic town county committee. Is that right. the right terminology? Well, well, it's it's the West Hampton Township um, Democratic County Committee. Yes, because basically those members who are on the county committee, for instance, West Hampton has five districts, and you have a male and a female. So West Hampton is allowed. Oh, co- oh I see. The committee right. from the county point of view. Correct. I got it. So and it's local. It's a county committee, but it's the districts or whatever the, the, the sections are called that are in. Because there's, there's where I live, there's the Maple Shade committees. Right. Like Maple Shade, however many districts you have, you have a male and a female. Right. And you times that okay. by two. I got it. Yep. So it was the Democratic County Committee in West Hampton Township the chairman um, who made the call, who reached out. Now, I can't say that the committee itself, because, again, there was, I believe, presumably a meeting in which I was not invited to, nor any other Democrat that I know was invited to. It was a closed meeting. The The convention. The convention. It was closed, unannounced, so I don't even know when it happened. I can tell you that best guest estimate based on a recent article that was published in the Burlington County Times this past weekend and one of the gentlemen uh, the gentleman who's on the ballot Mr. Wilbur Williams he specifically stated in the Todd McHale Burlington County interview that he is not a candidate Uh, he wasn't running to be uh, elected and if elected, he would refuse the position. He, you know, that's what he said, uh, pursuant to being interviewed by Mr. Todd McHale. And you said that that gave some indication of the date of when this happened. Well, I, I'm presumably it would have been sometime in February because ballots uh, were, were were due. I mean, um, petitions uh, were due around that time. So I'm imagining that's when something, a meeting, a closed door. A hand-picked meeting was held, um, but th- there's something more. Uh, this is a county committee meeting. Meeting well, by the, the, the county local, committee. The locals, the West Hampton local Democrats. The, the districts, uh, the county committee, but the West Hampton districts of the county committee. That the Democrats. That's who. Okay. Right. Right. So, you know, with all that being said, there's something a, a whole lot more sinister. Because essentially, the Democratic and unaffiliated voters who made lean Democratic in West Hampton Township were disenfranchised uh, unconstitutionally, uh, the 14th Amendment protection, but more specifically, uh, our bylaws were violated. I'm reminded that two years ago, a uh, Democratic committee councilwoman actually wanted to unseat the incumbent Democratic mayor uh, in a particular uh, jurisdiction and wanted the party's help in removing that mayor. The party denoted specifically that no incumbent can be removed from the line position unless they had been committed, convicted, or uh, indicted or accused of some sort of felony charge. I haven't been accused of anything. Um, So it's a little disingenuous 
the process and what has happened um, because our bylaws specifically state that we su we're supposed to be about the process uh, exigent to the Constitution, and that just hasn't happened. So this significantly lowers your potential of being elected next week? Oh, next, next Tuesday, from the position of where, where my placement is, I'm, I'm not supposed to get elected. Uh, you know, it's, it's no way that you're supposed to be able to overcome from being um, on column seven, uh, largely buried. And I think that you've seen the ballot. And yeah, it's the line, which is all these Democratic names. And um, then there's all this blank space, two, three, four, five, six. And then the blank space all the top of the column seven, and then on the very bottom of column seven is you and the ladies. Michelle Pettis. Right. Um, so do you know this gentleman that's essentially a placeholder that said he's he's a candidate just because someone else told he was him he was a candidate, but he's actually not interested and he's not going to take it, and he's 70 years old and he just wants to do what he wants to do? Right. Yeah, I know the gentleman. I, I know him to be a fair gentleman. I, he's contributed to our community. You know, I mean, someone collected signatures on his behalf to get him onto the ballot. And, and I'm concerned about that. Did, did, was that done in good faith? Was he aware that signatures were being um, sought for him? And what was told to those voters who got his signature? Uh, there was someone who would authorize and sign off on that. So surely, I, you know, I just don't know whether the process happened as it should, and sadly, um, I wouldn't have been able to challenge what I didn't know back then, but obviously I know now this gentleman is asserting that, you know, he's not part of the process and didn't want to be a part of the process. So I, I would have no way of knowing what his thought was back in February, March, uh, whether he was, the, the chairman, Bob Mayberry, as, as stated in the article, um, that he was. Uh, there was an illness in, in the family and what he thought was the case is no longer the case, and there's nothing wrong with having a placeholder. I would submit that... But that conflicts with the, I think you said, bylaws that says no incumbent should be removed from the line unless they've committed a crime or accused of a crime. That's a felony. That's correct. Felony. Okay. Uh, and Mayberry is the chair of what? The West Hampton Township Democrats. West Hampton Township Democrats, he used to be on committee. And he we're going to be. talk was, about him he again. He was the deputy mayor. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right. So, I mean, this didn't happen in a vacuum. So this, why did they do this? Why did they do this to you to, to put you, to banish you on this ballot and to make it very unlikely that you'll get as many votes that you would mm. if you were in this line, which according to the bylaws, what you're saying, you should be there. You know, when you speak truth to power, ultimately you, you, you have to be responsible and, and sometimes you pay a price. I'm being made to pay a price, if you will, and um, because they have the, the power to do so, uh, I've been uh, banished and um, that's, that's, I, I can't be any more plainer than that, that essentially uh, uh, I've taken a position in West Hampton Township that I would move my communities. Uh, agenda first and foremost and that I will work with all of the members of the West Hampton Township um, Committee and as such because I have um, done so um, I have been 
targeted. How have you s- speak truth? How have you spoken truth to power? Well, when when you speak truth to power, I think it's one of those things where you simply say that ultimately, invariably, I have but one vote to give. So if the committee is is so situated where you have two on the Democratic side of the aisle and two on the Republican side of the aisle, and then it's you in the middle, um, I think sometimes people will vote in a way that sometimes puts you in a position to make a decision. Uh, I think that over the last two years, I found myself in a position to make a decision, and I stand by those decisions. I like to think that the decisions that I have made for West Ham- on behalf of West Hampton Township has significantly moved the community. You say that you're in the middle. Why are the other two Democrats not in the middle? Meaning, I mean, it seems to imply that the Democrats... The other two Democrats always vote Democrat. The two and the Republicans always vote Republican, and you're the only one well, so that right, votes right. with. I would think that you would say that what's right, which is sometimes Democrat, sometimes Republican. Is that is that what you're saying? That's correct. And and, and I would I would simply say this: that it's significant that when this year began um, on June, uh, I'm sorry, January fourth uh, or fifth, uh, that my Democratic colleagues did not advance or did not have a candidate for mayor. And the only movement that particular day for mayor was made by my Republican colleagues. It would be seconded by my Republican colleagues and I would vote in the affirmative for myself. Um, The two Democratic colleagues did not move uh, by way of advancing a candidate for mayor or deputy mayor. And that's where we, we find ourselves today. So, but this, this was for your second term? Second one-year term. So, so you were voted in as mayor for your second term with the cooperation of the two Republicans and a, with the opposition of the two Democrats. So you you and the two Dem- Republicans equal three, which is the majority, and that's how you became mayor for the second time. That's correct. And what about the first time? Same way. You became the mayor again by these Republicans supporting you and the Democrats being against you. That's correct. And so that seems to be one of the... the I mean, just my first impression is that would make you, from their point of view, being betrayal, a betrayer, that you're voting with Republicans, you're not voting with the Democrats, but from your point of view, you're saying that you're simply voting for what's right. But obviously, in this particular case, making you mayor is... I could see, yeah, I could see that position. So, would you, I mean, it was framed in some article as a power grab. Mm Mm-hmm. And do you, well, how do you respond to that? I, that, you're, that you wanted to become mayor, so you're screwing over the Democrats, you're working with the Republicans, simply so you could become mayor. Well, I, I think that if, if you wanted to just, if, if you wanted a soundbite, that potentially is a good one for folks, and, and you can obviously run, for, run with that and it becomes red meat. But I think that if you look at it a little bit more constructively and substantively, and you simply say that of all of the people sitting on the dais, to this point, who has represented themselves equitably and fairly, 
who has moved the government from the position of the people first and party second, uh, who has been um, part of the storied history that is uh, West Hampton Township and, and contributed in a multi-faceted uh, um, um, different components um, within, the, within the community um, and, and perhaps have a, a grasp of the issues that affect and impact West Hampton most. And all I have is past history. Now, if over the last year and a half, uh, the history denoted that I have been a poor choice, I think that in the abstract, you could easily say that we were justified in making that statement that... We are at Dad's Bar and Grill in Loverton outside on the patio. Absolutely. Go ahead. That Andre was just part of a power grab, that would be the case. But I think that there had been enough upheaval, enough, uh, what's, the, what's a better word? Community unrest from the previous mayor. Our, our, our township uh, was looking for a moment of pause and peace. Our township was looking for someone who was ready to step up and be a leader. Um, I think that the record would, would clearly denote by way what has been written in the press, by way of the sentiments of its residents, that we needed someone willing to step up and was not so much conflicted. And a lot of the uh, upheaval that was going on and um, the community was looking for a fresh change, sorry to say, or, or you know, it's not even a, a good, bad, or indifferent, or sorry to say, but the reality of it is, is two people got elected fairly and, and concisely. I think that there were some externals of what was happening at the time. And sadly, the two Democratic candidates that were running that year did not have a chance based on who was in a leadership position at that time. Running for mayor the other two candidate, the other two Democrat committee members, is that who you mean? Well, it, one was a incumbent committeeman. Um, and You're saying other, running, running for mayor, but I thought you run well, for committee. Well, running for committee. My apologies. I'm okay. sorry if I said that. Yeah. Running for committee. Okay. So in the 2015 election, there would be two Democratic people running for township committee. And there would be two Republicans winning. The two Republicans won that election in 2015. But I think what we had at the time uh, was a divided uh, community, uh, not just along um, party lines, but also uh, along philosophical and um, just community unrest. And I think the community wanted a pause, um, wanted a shift in leadership and a change in direction. And when the two Republicans came on board at the beginning of 2016, they said that they would support me. I, I'm, I'm going to make this singular charge, however controversial it may be. I believe that there are some on the Democratic side of the aisle that would have been happy if I never became mayor, that was happy not to share the power, not happy not to ever allow me 
to become um, a mayor or part of the leadership uh, in West Hampton Township. And constructively, everything that had happened to date, even my positioning where I sat on the dais, and what I was allowed to be involved in was very minimal and li or limited. So, you know, when, when that happens, and, and that was well before anyone could ever raise the issue of Andre Daniels and the Republicans, or Andre uh, collaborate with Republicans for power grab. For me, this was never about power. I think that as someone who kind of stands absent a firm footing in my own Democratic Party, uh, that I probably stand most independent in the community, not being in, uh, obviously, on, on from a conservative viewpoint. Um, I, I'm probably seen as more liberal, but um, I'm open to, to any and all issues. Uh, I don't necessarily stand in the local Democrat, Democratic Party, However, I believe that our, our democracy um, of being a Democrat is larger than just the local politics. So it's one of those things that obviously I have to weather the storm for, for right now, but um, I'm optimistic that we have to move forward as a party and in some kind of way uh, one day be able to see eye in eye again. All right, I'm gonna ask you a question which might seem out there, but there's a reason. Who did you support in the Democratic presidential primaries? Hillary Clinton. Okay. What, what was your feeling of Bernie, or why did you choose Hillary? Actually, I thought Bernie was a good candidate. I thought he, early on, Bernie was my guy uh, from the perspective that I think that he had, he had been out there long. Uh, he, he has been sounding the uh, clarion cry of what, what is good fiscal government um, for our country. I think he is someone who has championed the rights of the disenfranchised, those who needed someone to stand Why on did the you vanguard. Hillary over Bernie? Uh, okay, I thought Bernie, uh, and, and as I stated earlier, I think early on I really loved his platform. I thought that he uh, represented what was truly in the minds and the hearts of, of America. I thought that he was a stern, stalwart advocate. Uh, for fiscal responsibility and all that would, that should be right with America. Bernie Sanders did not have a problem standing up to status quo, standing up to power. Uh, he was someone who has a wealth of knowledge and information um, that, if you will, uh, whistleblower is not necessarily the right, but someone who would call, uh, call out some of the bureaucracy that should not be happening, some of the injustice that was in the Congress and happening across the nation. He was someone who represented those ideals and, and those goals. Ultimately, it became an issue of who could win versus who could not win versus the candidate that would be on the other side of the aisle. Uh, having had an opportunity um, to meet Hillary Clinton and stump for her twice, uh, absolutely believed in her husband's presidency. Uh, so it became a moment of, of real responsibility and, and um, I needed to make a decision that I thought would be in the best interest of the party at that particular time and I thought that Hillary Clinton's uh, ideals, the platform, uh, having a party behind her, um, that she, could, she would be the candidate that would 
see us through and, and be able to win this thing by the popular vote. Uh, that happened. So, but you seem to just suggest that you actually chose Hillary significantly because you simply thought she could win. So well, how uh, much of it was you actually really liked her or and how much of it was you thought she could beat Trump and Bernie couldn't beat Trump is what I think you're saying. No, Which wh- is wh- wrong, in my opinion. No, 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 no. That's my personal opinion, no, but, but and, go ahead. Go ahead. And, and, and that's, absolute, that, that's absolutely fair. What, what I guess what I'm really saying is, if you look back on the history of things, I think that perhaps if the DNC and the party had gotten behind Bernie Sanders and said that, that he's our presumptive, that he could go all the way and he could make things happen, uh, that's, that's the prescribed way that perhaps I would have gone. What I'm simply saying also is that at some point in time, uh, and, and, and I applaud Bernie Sanders for standing in there as tall as he did for as long as he did. When, when I think many people wanted him to get out, I think he still carried the banner of, of the disenfranchised and those that wanted him to uh, clearly be a part of the um, American uh, electorate. And at, at some point in time, at some point in time, um, our real visually, there was much at, at stake there. And in retrospect, as we, as we have an opportunity to look back through the lens of what has really happened, he may have been a better candidate. Uh, who knows? You know, so I'm, I'm not so hard and fast and set in that Bernie Sanders could not have gone forward and been my candidate. I'm just simply saying that it worked out that way that because of everything that I had believed in, uh, having supported um, Bill Clinton, having supported the 44th president and um, Barack Obama, who, who uh, championed um, Hillary's um, candidacy, um, and, and all of the other variables. You know, Sheila Jackson Lee uh, would come to the state of New Jersey and would come to Burlington County, more specifically come to Willingboro, and I had an opportunity to uh, campaign with her on behalf of uh, Hillary Clinton. I would have a chance to um, go down to uh, Camden County Community College and have the job to, um, to meet with Hillary Clinton and actually go all the way up to um, Rutgers University, Newark, uh, and meet again with uh, Hillary Clinton. Uh, quite frankly, I thought that it was, it was her time um, from a multitude of uh, perspectives once she became the presumptive candidate. And, um, you know, that was it. I, I never thought that, look. For so, Don- so you were shocked that she lost? Oh, absolutely. You thought, okay. So I, we, we, I don't want to get into Bernie versus Hillary. I could talk about that forever because that's, <laughs> that's how I really became born as a politician. At po- you know, in politics. Um, you know, clearly my biases are I'm, I'm Bernie, full on. Uh, I think he would have had... A, a spectacular win against Trump. Um, I think Hillary was not the greatest candidate. Um, but the reason I brought this up is because um, is there an element of this progressive versus establishment in what you're going through? That that the Democrats, I don't know who they wanted for mayor, but they clearly didn't want you as mayor. And well, but and all of these things that have happened, I don't know if that's the beginning that's certainly a big element of it, but is there an element of you are independent, perhaps more progressive, and that the establishment has been trying to push you 
away from the very beginning as opposed to because of this action. Is this action the excuse that let them, from your point of view, go you know full force trying to sabotage you? Or is this uh, just the, the, the excuse after many years of trying to minimize you because you are you know, your, your, your own mind and you don't necessarily vote with what the party exactly wants? Or can't be controlled. I, I think you hit the nail on the head. Uh, I, I think this isn't good. This isn't about good uh, politics. I think this is real. This is more personal in the nature. I think that there are many Democrats out there who support me in West Hampton Township uh, who are part of the committee uh, to include Burlington County um, Democratic Committee. But it, it's, it's like the old clique or the the you know you go along to get along because you don't want to be ostracized i think that there are well i know that there are people who who respect my position i know that there are people who support me i know that there are people who look up to the fact that i i stand on the merits of of who i am as a person uh of of all of us running i am someone who wore the uniform uh, I truly believe in, in who I am. I truly believe in this Constitution. Uh, when I took, you know, some 35 years, you know, I'm not new to this. You know, I've been doing this for like 35, 36 years. So what I didn't understand as an 18, 19-year-old when I would put my left hand on the Bible and raise my right hand and swear an oath that began with I do solemnly, do solemnly swear and end with so help me God, I didn't realize the all-encompassing impact and effect of that having an opportunity to be a patriot and wear the uniform and and do a multitude of things that i've done over the years have, have given me um a philosophical and ideological blueprint for where i should be i believe they have a right not to support me excuse me i also believe i have a right to be the individual that i am my colors don't run what I am simply saying is process, due diligence should rule the day. If it's constitutionally mandated that uh, an open and fair convention happens, then let's do that. Perhaps I'm not even sitting here having this interview right now. I'm submitting to you that the, the Article 14, most specifically, due process and equal protections under the law, was specifically abridged in this particular instance. I'm telling you that goes part and parcel with what our New Jersey Democratic Party bylaws state. And I'm telling you that goes part and parcel with what Burlington County uh, bylaws specifically state. And all of those ideals uh, pursuant to what it means to be a Democrat no Democrat can point, and particularly when you talk about coming off of a national election in which we feel, uh, many Americans universally feel, as though the election process was rigged, stolen, abridged, um, and, and taken out of the hands of the American people. We have uh, a distrust and uh, a nasty taste in our mouth. So perhaps while people may have thought that the electorate was asleep, it's sad, it's sad 
that the party in which I, all, by all, for all intents and purposes, will die in um, as a Democrat would be party to something that we point the finger and say, look at you, how bad? How can we point the finger when in fact in West Hampton Township and by the way of, by way of the acquiescence of the Burlington County Democratic Chairman, uh, how can we point the finger when we're guilty of the same? So it's the process, it's how I got, it, it's not the fact that I'm on column seven, it's how I got to column seven. I think each man or woman has, should have a right and the ability to clearly articulate the merits of their position. And by an objective viewpoint of those duly appointed or elected to adjudicate that by an up or down vote, you then move forward. Okay, first a quick question and then a bigger question. The first one, the quick one is where you said that the incumbent shall always get onto the line unless they are accused of a felony. Where, what organization or entity is that rule in first? And the bigger question is, is I would presume that this is not the first time that you've had tension with the Democratic Party. What are some examples of before this, like has it always been from the beginning that you've had these tensions that you are you are doing what you say that you feel is best, and regardless of whether that's what the Democratic Party wants you yeah. to do. It, it, well, it's, it's part of uh, Burlington County's Democratic uh, bylaws. Uh, and and I, while I would, I would say that, um, and, and it's by way of established um, past practice, or if you will, speaking directly to Robert's Rules of Order, by way of custom, 2010, um, Burlington County, uh, by way of its executive committee, had removed two incumbents in a town and put two new incumbents on it. It caused a whole lot of upheaval, upheaval within the party. Um, I would say, to this date, irrevocably splitting the party and new leadership was brought in. It was determined at that time because of that incident and moving forward to the incident that I cited two years ago that no incumbent would ever be taken off the line without good cause or merit. And, and as I stated before, um, it, without some sort of felony charge or something like that. And that's where we find ourselves at. But this is not just a, an a unspoken agreement. This is part of the actual bylaws. It's not specifically written in as it should be. However, it's by way of past practice. Okay, so it's tradition. It's tradition. It's, tradition. it's not custom. law. Okay, right. it's not rule. Okay. Right. All right, so have you had these tensions? Is this a beginning? Is this um, election to you being mayor? the beginning of the tensions between you and the Democrats, or has this been there since the beginning because, as you say, you're an independent thinker and perhaps don't go with what the party wants you to do? I, I can only say this and, 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 and speak to facts. The facts are in the 20, 2008, 2011, and 2014 primaries I've had to support of the Democratic uh, Committee potentially even in the instance where maybe in 2014 the West Hampton Democratic Committee the West Hampton 
and the Burlington County. Both, okay. Right. I would say potentially in 2014, uh, there may have been one or two people, because of personal style, did not want me to have the, the party line. Nevertheless, I was given the party line by the chairman. I think in this 2017 reality, uh, I have not been given because artfully it would be those who would, would well, the, the Burlington County Democratic chairman uh, submitted that with all of this happening, I was asked to run for the 8th district uh, Senate seat. Instead of committee. They're Instead try- of committee. <clears throat> and, and I think I, you're saying that they're trying to discourage you from running for a committee again, and, but, but you can take this one. You could take this one, right. Like, if you will, don't, don't cause me the hardship of having to make a decision uh, when I'm, I'm going to give you an out. However, the out did not represent anything that I was really interested in. I and where's the 8th district located? The 8th district is parts of Burlington County and Ocean County chiefly. So it's, on a, it's 40 miles away. Which is almost an impossibility for any Democrat to win. Oh, yeah, okay, true. Uh, you know, essentially, it 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 was. It, but it they was, said that they would support you if you did that, but it would be very difficult to win anyway because that's a very Republican area. Absolutely. Okay. So when you when you did get this, when you did get reappointed to mayor in the beginning of 2016, I think that's 17. right. Seventeen. 17. I'm pretty sure that this is the one I'm talking about. You appointed the Republicans to a number of positions. I believe just by choice. Like you didn't have to that didn't have to be uh, approved by anybody, right? No, no, no. It's it's the body that that would prove it and but chiefly it, it was a 3-2 vote. No, but maybe I'm not being clear. Maybe you're. Maybe you do understand. It says mayor's in the in the meeting notes where you were voted to mayor from the two Republicans and at the opposition of the two Democrats. It says mayor's appointments to one-year terms, and Mr. Lopez and Ms. Hartman Smith Hartman were appointed to one, two, three, four positions by you, and yourself was appointed to one, two, three, and I believe, if I'm correct, and this is what I'm asking that you just simply chose these people to be on these positions no, after you were elected. Is that it, right? It wasn't simply choosing them by, it was simply choosing them by way of uh, uh, expertise, background, um, and interest. Um, I, I didn't mean that you did it willy-nilly. I just mean that yeah. you didn't have to ask anybody else permission to do this. You chose unilaterally by, that's because that's what the nature of this is, Correct. to appoint these people. So if I so skeptically from the devil's advocate of the Democrats point of view, you did you exchange? Is this what is this what this power grab is talking about where you said, okay, if you vote for me for mayor, I'll appoint you to these positions. That seems to be the devil's advocate point of view of this is what you gave them in exchange for their vote. Yeah, that may be the devil's advocate point of view, but I think um, anyone who knows me know that that's not how I play the game. Uh, I, I've been fair, I've been equitable, and I've worked hard to, to gain the trust, uh, reaching out um, with all of my colleagues to the extent that they are interested. Uh, I believe that, uh, the, that both Democrats, one was new 
and largely uh, wanted to learn more and take the first year. His words to me was uh, to learn as much as I possibly could before I put too much responsibility on myself. And the other one, um, the other uh, Democratic member, I think was largely already bunkered down in um, partisan politics and didn't necessarily want to cooperate. And that is Ms. Chang? Is that right? No, Ms. Chang is no longer on the Oh, um, she's committee. not. Okay, right. okay, okay. Um, all right, so this seems to be where things blew up. <clears throat> blew up good when you became mayor at the at the hands of the Republicans and yours and against the wishes of the Democrats. And there is there is seems to be a pretty active campaign to try and call you to try and call you a Republican. Fake Democrat is the term that's being used in, in these places on <laughs> Facebook that seem to be significantly geared towards tearing you down. Right. That seems to be. I don't know if they were created with that intent. Of course they were. But they seem to certainly be actively trying to say that you are actually a Republican. And I'm, is there more than just this vote of being chosen as a, being voted in as mayor that they are referring to? Because this seems to clearly be, yeah, you worked with the Republicans, which is that a betrayal or is that you're truly just working with the other side, which is what you're supposed to do? You're not just working with the other side, but that you're just working with people which is what a politician is, which what a person is supposed to be doing. But they is, is this seems to be the primary thing that they're trying to hook on you as he is a fake Democrat. He works against Democrats. He works with Republicans for his own interests for and giving them things in return, favors in return. And I mean, these 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 uh, these Facebook groups, which I'll link in the article, say that you have actively campaigned for MacArthur, that you are an active supporter of MacArthur, that that it's more than just this one incident that you have. Right. Yeah. You you know, it's sad that we 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 become a a campaigning cycle of the smirch and one's character smear campaigns and all of those things. Let let me let me deal with a few things, a a few misnomers Uh, again. We need to get away from using Republican and Democrat as an overarching uh, nail in the coffin or smoking gun. Let me just simply say this. My former running mate, Trish Winsett Talesio, who's a present committee person, was formerly a Republican in West Hampton Township. And in the 2011 election, she was uh, uh, convinced by, by the former mayor, a good friend, uh, to run as a Democrat. There was an opportunity. For her to get on the Democratic line, which would essentially be a, a shoe-in, all-in all win um, to become a, a committee woman in West Hampton Township. So here you have someone that was clearly a, of the Republican Party from an ide- ideological standpoint, philosophical standpoint, and would run as a Democrat and, and now as a Democrat. And uh, that's how that goes. You would have someone also on the Burlington County who presently is the vice chairperson, was a Democrat, clearly changed party affiliation and became a Republican for 15 years. And then when it was convenient, would turn back and to become a Democrat to get on a school board and ultimately become a councilman uh, in a community. 
and this is the vice chairman of the Burlington County Democrats. So when we begin to have the conversation about fake Democrat, I've always been a Democrat. I've always been a Democrat. I've just stand, stood in a position of being independently, independently minded and advance what I thought was in the best interest of my community. Look, we can tie in all kinds of stuff. Now, let me get back to, let's get to the, to the issue of uh, Congressman MacArthur. Congressman MacArthur. Let me postpone sure. Congressman MacArthur for a moment. So, from your point of view, it seems that you, it seems to be that you're being called a fake Democrat means that you are simply, number one, not doing what the Democratic Party wants you to do, and number two, that you have done something with the Republicans, whether it was the right thing to do or not, that you've simply done something with I them, think I'm being, and it happened to be against the Democrats yeah. in that room at the time. I, I think it's the hypocrisy of democracy at its highest calling. I, I think I'm being called a fake, re, a fake Democrat, a Republican, because it sells well, uh, and, and it's good for business in terms of making sure that I'm not reelected, and it goes with uh, cheating the voters, cheating me out of uh, an open and fair and equitable process, and being banished to uh, line seven. Look, I, I think we, we, we can kind of construct it any kind of way that we want to, but there's a reality, excuse me, there's a reality that exists here. Was the process fair? Was the process uh, equitable? Was it open? So you can call me all of those issues that you want to call me, but the one thing you didn't call me is to tell me the time, the date, and an opportunity to advance, like we're doing right now, my positions as a Democrat. So debates and town halls and even, even the convention. That, Absolutely. So if, from your point of view, if you don't want to choose me, you certainly don't have to choose me. If you don't like my views, you certainly don't have to vote for me. But there, it seems to be more than that, that they're, that it's not necessarily your views. It's just this, some actions that they're unhappy with. Yeah, and, and obviously there, there are other overtures, you know, by way of full, the fullness of context. Uh, there are some other issues that I've taken uh, a no position on um, that I think, that goes uh, to this. I think um, being supported by Democrats, perhaps, I mean, I'm sorry, being supported by the two Republican members. Um, mind you, one, I, I know for over 20 years um, that I've lived in this town, um, someone who I've respected, someone who, as a real estate agent, who has been very active in our community and I respect her and her position. We don't always agree from an ideological standpoint. Um, but we agree with what's in the best interest, and I think that if you vote with two Republicans, that's not to say that two Republicans perhaps didn't bend their will and their ideological standing closer towards mine and met me in the middle. Um, that perhaps what we're working with here is um, a set of three people who are more moderate from their individual party perspective and, and choose to move the, what's in the best interest of the community um, more than anything else. And when you have, again, let's all go along to get along and a gang mentality that we have to circle the wagons and no matter what he wants to do, no matter what may be in the best interest of, of the, West, the residents of West Hampton Township, uh, we have to move the partisan politics first. 
When did you when do you recall these negative things beginning? Was it after a particular situation or action or time of year? Like when did fake Democrats start? When did these Well, fake Democrat didn't start until this year. Uh, perhaps most of this started back in 2015. Um, Your first election? No, 2015 would have been oh. one year in from actually my first year of my, uh, what would be my third term, arguably my third term. Okay. All right, so <clears throat> getting back to MacArthur. So I asked, and there's some screenshots that I, I have, that I, I, there's a lot of pictures of you with MacArthur, which from my point of view, he is the representative for West Hampton. So is it that unusual? Open up your images right there. All right. So one of those one of those pictures is, is a couple of those pictures. I believe are you with MacArthur. One is you're about to shake his hand in front of his truck. One is you're sitting just in the background while he's talking. But he is the representative of your district of your town. Right. You're part of the third congressional district. So I don't. I don't see necessarily that you being in the same picture with him or shaking his hand as necessarily a big deal. He is your representative. You need to have some sort of relationship with him, right? And but so I asked I asked on that group I would really like to know you're saying that he campaigned for MacArthur that he has done please I would really like to see a link. I'm, I would like to be able to verify this. And uh, as you can see, it's, it's, it refers to some screenshots that perhaps right. they said that you might have deleted and whatever. Uh, but uh, so talk about MacArthur. Well, Did facts, you actively campaign for MacArthur? Did you support his views? No, I've never, I've never, uh, I've never passively, actively, or ever under any set of circumstances campaigned or support Congressman MacArthur. However, let me say this and make the record very clear. As a veteran who served this country and as a former veteran who served at Joint Base McGuire, um, I absolutely have supported his position to save and preserve Joint Base McGuire in the region. Joint Base McGuire is arguably uh, second to the state the largest employer of jobs uh, in New Jersey. Not just the region, or the South Jersey area, but clearly in the state of New Jersey. To lose Joint Base McGuire would be catastrophic, not only to the local surrounding community, the region, but in fact, the state of New Jersey. So he bears a heavy lift. He bears a responsibility very similar before him to uh, Congressman McGrunion, before him, Congressman Adler, and before him, Congressman Saxon, who to this day is most revered and respected on both sides of the political aisle uh, as being a stalwart advocate for Joint Base McGuire. So that's to the extent that it goes. He's done some other things. He supported veteran causes and um, um, the preservation of job creation. He's worked uh, hand in hand with uh, Congressman um, George Norcross, first congressional district. He's also worked very strongly with uh, Senator uh, Oh, you said George Norcross. You meant Donald. I'm sorry. My apologies. Um, Congressman Donald Norcross, first legislative district, I mean congressional district. 
and also Senator um, Cory Booker. So with that being the backdrop, there have been issues that I have agreed with him on that I think move what was in the significant best interest of the region. However, I think that when you look at the photos that have been put up of me, the first one would be at the uh, Friends Academy School in West Hampton Township. Uh, we were joined by Burlington County uh, surrogate at the time, um, George Koch. That's what I, I ran for that with Bernie Sanders in the primaries. Right, absolutely. I ran for Burlington County surrogate. Surrogate, okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I, I can tell you that when you received... I didn't win, just so you know. <laughs> it may have been a good thing. <laughs> it absolutely would have been a good thing, Jeff. Gotcha. I, I, I tell you. Um, I, again, this is what I believe in. I believe every citizen has a right to raise their hand and say, I want in and I want to be a part of the process. And sadly, that's the undercurrent here. We all should have that equal opportunity and that equal right as... Uh, denoted in the, the um, 14th Amendment. But not to get far afield, um, that was an opportunity whereby uh, his office had called and said, Mayor, the congressman will be in your district. Would you like to join him? It's protocol. It's professionalism. It's what we elected officials do. If the 45th president of the United States was to come to Burlington County, moreover, West Hampton Township. He was not my candidate. And quite frankly, I'm embarrassed and disappointed by the president's, his president, his administration thus far. However, if he was to come to Burlington County, West Hampton Township, I would join him at any dais or in a photo opportunity uh, from the perspective that we were here advocating for something, which is what Congressman MacArthur was doing. The second photo is a photo of me shaking his hand outside the municipal building. Sadly, what those individuals did not post was that was a regional American Association of Retired Persons um, gathering that his office hosted in the West Hampton Township um, community. Uh, we were co-host with him on it. It brought seniors from all over the South Jersey region um, and parts of Middle Jersey and actually even North Jersey to talk about those issues most um, impacting seniors. So it wasn't a campaign situation. It was him, do it was Congressman MacArthur doing his job as an elected official, actually moving the interests of a demographic that is very active, engaged, and on point. The third picture, and this is most troubling to me, and this one goes to the very essence and the core of those who are running Holding uh, up the hands of your other two Republican Oh, mates. no, that, that wasn't Congressman MacArthur. No, yeah, okay. It's the third picture was the one that actually said that I was running, that I was campaigning at an event for Cong Congressman MacArthur. Oh, you're speaking with him sitting behind you? Yeah, he was sitting yeah. behind me, and uh, freeholder Ryan Peters uh, was sitting behind me, but there was also the, the pastor from uh, Kingdom Baptist Church, moreover, there was a stage full of pastors and other elected officials. And what's most telling and, and somewhat disappointing that the Democrats would choose that photo, even though I, I, I realized that it was rich and their propaganda and, and, and fake news, is that picture took place on July 10th of 2016. It was a time in which our country was quite frankly at unrest. 
It was a time in which there was a shooting down in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, uh, in another area of um, black motorist, um, in, in which our country um, was looking um, for someone to stand up uh, from a point of leadership. Uh, it was a time that shortly after those, um, those deaths at the hands of law enforcement officers, that four law enforcement officers in Dallas would in fact be shot. Uh, the country um, was on edge. And what did you speak about that day? I spoke about that as, as a nation, we have to find a way to not be so intolerant, that as a nation, we have to come together and be as one, that as a nation, we got to begin to to have a, a central dialogue, a central dialogue that just simply says that it's not about Republican or Democrat, right or black, that no matter what. And I think that the stage reflected the fact that all centers came together that day. Uh, we had well, people. What was the event? Basically, it was a time to heal. It was a community. That's uh, what it was called, time to heal. Well, well, and I'm trying to think of directly what what we called it. I don't even know if we called it really anything. Where where was where did this take place? It it happened at the amphitheater in West Hampton Township, uh, right next door to the Burlington County Library. And I don't know if proud is the right word, but. I think that it was a moment of extreme leadership shown by West Hampton Township in which we were able to bring the faith-based centers, law enforcement, and just anyone that needed a moment to reflect a time to heal. You know, we, we, we had a rabbi there, we, we had an imam there, we had Protestant, uh, Catholic, we had every faith center there that had something to say and something to do with that day. So that day was a very surreal day. It was a, it was a time of healing. It was a call to action that we all need to be vested and, and empowered uh, to be one community, to hold each other accountable. Uh, no one pointed fingers that day. Um, so you weren't campaigning for them. You weren't talking about campaign issues that day. You were certainly weren't saying, please vote for MacArthur. <laughs> and and, and, I'm, and I'm asking you, that's correct, right? That's correct. You weren't saying vote for this freeholder candidate. No. And uh, well, this is this is sort of an aside, but just yes or no. Did this did this event was any of the tension related to the Democratic primary that was uh, the convention that was coming up in a, in a week after that or t two weeks after that? I don't think that we even considered the Republican or the Democratic uh, primary. The convention. I mean, convention. I'm sorry, yeah. the, the Republican order. That um, was that was big on my mind at that moment. I was. Yeah, it wasn't it, at that <clears throat> moment. That particular day, it was not big on our mind. What what was most on our mind that um, not not any one situation should define uh, law enforcement or, for that matter, African Americans. Okay, so I mean, all of these pictures really have nothing to do with what they're saying is no. what you're telling me is that well, you being in the same frame as someone who disagrees with you doesn't mean that you agree with them absolutely and also that but moreover it's been documented by the press i mean the the event was covered by the press all three of those events i believe was covered by the by the press uh the 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 meeting at the friends academy school sadly which would later on close and also that you agree, you significantly disagree with MacArthur on s 
big things, I would think. Oh, and a, the you know Trump care his amendment and all that stuff, but agreeing with him on McGuire Air Force Base and veterans issues and doesn't you can you can agree with people that you disagree with a lot. There there are, that doesn't stop that doesn't make you a Republican. Let let me give you let me give you a specific fact. Uh, a position that was held that was seen around the world, that was covered by the world press was Congressman MacArthur's most recent town hall where he came to Willingboro, New Jersey. Which is right next door to Westampton. Absolutely. Uh, <coughs> in, in which at least no less than four or five uh, Westampton residents actually got up and spoke that day. And whereas I was the first speaker and I simply talked about the face of a pre-existing condition. I talked about the issue that it would be his bill that would bring um, life back to this version of an Affordable Health Care Act, and that surely um, before I would wear a suit as an elected official, I wore a uniform. And save for the fact that I have certain protections as a veteran, if, in fact, I was someone who was gainfully employed in the in United States, under his bill, what would happen to me uh, if, in fact, I lost my job? Absent COBRA, which most Americans cannot afford, uh, what would happen to me if I was able to get a new job? And what would happen to me in the instance that I wouldn't be able to get a new job? That, respectfully, I am the face of a pre-existing condition. And I thought that millions of Americans uh, across the land just wanted a simple answer to that. Were you satisfied with his answer? Well, I didn't really get an answer because it became so much Be- anarchical. Because the real answer is well, not a good thing. That's- the, real, the real answer is we now know from a CBO report. And, and, and that was the other issue, that this, this was done in, in advance of the official CBO, uh, the Congressional Budget Office report. This was done... Uh, we now know that the Congressional Budget Office has denoted that uh, millions of Americans would, would in fact lose their health care under uh, this present um, bill and this version of the uh, Affordable Health Care Act. I am optimistic, uh, optimistically cautious in my approach that perhaps once revisited in the Senate uh, that it will go down, that in fact what will come forward. Look, I think it's something dangerous when we try to repeal and replace something as opposed to how we can look at it from um, uh, the perspective of how can we make it better? How can we make this better? Uh, Whether you want to call it Obamacare, and and it's funny that I think that even a a governor that has been um, categorized as being not on duty for um, New Jersey, he even said that up to, if not more than a half a million New Jerseyans under um, this new law, as as it was previously um, anticipated, would lose their health care under um, any any new uh, post-American um, um, Health Care Act, um, if you will, Obamacare. So when you hear that kind of news and uh, a party would decide to go head on and try to repeal and replace. I think it's very it, it's very glaring, considering that um, Governor Christie is considered uh, one of those real um, uber conservatives. Okay, so uh, I am trying to get sources to confirm what they are saying as far as fake Democrats, as far as campaigning, which 
what you're saying, there's nothing to find. Um, and I have not had success so far. They said that there was some stuff last year on social media, but it's been deleted, and I, I didn't get anything useful right. beyond these pictures that simply have you with standing with Republicans, which to me doesn't really come across as you are a Republican in Democrats' clothing. My, uh, I think my record is open. My, my Facebook page is open. You will not see me campaigning with any Republicans. I think that if you did a, a simple Google search, what you will get back, I know what you will get back is me campaigning for Democrats uh, um, who, who were um, national candidates to county candidates to statewide candidates, uh, running with Cory Booker, uh, campaigning for Assemblyman Troy Singleton by way of being in a, a Veterans Day or Memorial Day parade last year. Um, I'm sorry, two years ago. Um, so that that's it. I, I, I have never campaigned openly or behind the scenes um, for any Republican. But And um, certainly, from what you're saying, there are sources to confirm that the three pictures that they have show you with MacArthur have nothing to do with campaigning at all. I, I think artfully you can look at those three pictures and, and you can see that what is being suggested is in fact not the case. I think you can look at those. I agree with them when they posted the picture, a picture is worth a thousand words. I think artfully you can look at those pictures and say, yeah, we agree, a picture is worth a thousand words and what is really happening here. And the last picture I'd like you to describe is the where you're holding up the hands of your two fellow Republicans that voted for you uh, to be mayor. What is happening in that picture? Essentially, last year we had to have two meetings. Uh, it was pre-advanced that um, it, it would be a anarchal event. Our, uh, our government reconstituting itself in 2016. Uh, it was suggested that it would be a crowded event in which fellow Democrats would do their best to um, embarrass me, if you will, because everyone pretty much knew that um, the prior mayor, Carolyn Chang, would not no longer be the mayor, and I would become an, I would become the mayor. It it's was the beginning one, of two, end of 2015. End of 2015, beginning of 2016. As such, in West Hampton Township, we had two reorganizations. One would be held that Monday or Tuesday night, uh, the fifth. And the second one would be held that Saturday. Sadly, the first one was the official forum in which all five members was there. And it was nothing short, and there's footage that exists, it was nothing short of embarrassing, uh, despite the fact that my children and family and friends were, were present. Um, I was able to weather the storm, and it was what it was. However, during the second reorganization that happened on that Saturday, which was largely ceremonial, uh, was able to invite family and friends. And it was in that moment, and in retrospect, would I have done it, would I do it again? I probably would. Uh, look, local politics, I believe local pro politics allow for moments of just being real visceral and, and true to oneself. And in that picture, all three of us uh, simply raised our hands. 
that we would agree to move the best interests of West Hampton forward. Um, so this was after you. This was after you became mayor. This is after I became mayor, okay. and we were at the end of the ceremony, um, and and they voted for you. And they voted for me. And I would, by way of full disclosure and context, Mayor, um, former Mayor Chang, Committee Woman Chang, and Committee Woman Talicia decided to uh, protest the second event and not show up. Um. So there was a, I don't recall the exact time, but there was a, a, a committee meeting, West Hampton committee meeting, where there was a report that Mayor Chang, I believe it was Mayor Chang, yeah, was stopping you from speaking. That's correct. Um, so actually that was, she was mayor, so that was that not related to you becoming mayor, or maybe it was, I, I don't know how that fits into the timeline, but, but more importantly... Um, there, there's a very big thing that we have not spoken about yet, <clears throat> which is that according to lots of public stuff, that there was uh, Mr. Cardi, who was a member of the, um, I forget, Mount Holly? Yeah, the Mount Holly something. MUA. MUA and voted for Mr. Mayberry, who was a member of the committee, for a position that was that paid $90,000. And then a month later, a few months later, Mr. Mayberry, who was in this 90000 position, a position that paid $90,000 and still a committee person, then voted for Mr. Cardi, who was the Mount Holly Utilities Administration? Administration. To become fire chief of West Hampton. That's correct. But a few days before that vote occurred to make Mr. Cardi the fire chief, he resigned from the board <clears throat> in what some speculation is to prevent the accusation of quid pro quo. Quid right. pro the quo. The appearance of quid pro quo. Um, because that position for fire chief was also around a $90,000, $100,000 a year job. And... Uh, so describe and and there, so there was a lawsuit done by Mr. Cardi after he was rift, which you voted for and two other people voted for reduction in force, and that you were named in the lawsuit, but there's nothing specific beyond just being named as as a, as a defendant. Um, but how does that fit into this whole picture? Uh, you, I, how does that fit into this whole picture? Well. And 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 I'll and I know I'll, you I'll, can I know you're obviously this is the middle of a lawsuit and there's only right and and what I would just simply say that is you know um, Mr. Cardi was uh, he 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 managed the, my campaign in 2014 um, you know he's someone that that I believe that within political parties is seen as a um, uh, very good at what he does from a political perspective. However, he was a firefighter in um, Willingboro. And at the time that he ran my campaign um, and sometime thereafter my campaign uh, it became obvious and apparent that he would um, become uh, part of uh, West Hampton Township uh, I believe we had did a national search and received some 21 22 applications uh, the issue was very simple for me 
Um, while I respected and appreciated the fact that he was a zealous campaigner and, and person who ran my campaign to get reelected, I thought that in the best interest of West Hampton Township, he was not the best candidate to become fire chief, but there were other people more highly qualified that had capacities and necessary credentials um, of a fire chief and had actually set in uh, progressive uh, supervisory roles that made, in, in my mind, made them more eligible for the position than, than him. I did not hold uh, any other uh, acts or criteria over his head by way of that position other than clearly looking at uh, where uh, the applications lined up. I would tell you that the plus, you know, we there was a law that was in place, a law, New Jersey statute that simply said that we were, were bound by the canons of that law to hire within our department if there were qualified uh, people within the department to hire. And there was. There was at least three or four qualified people. And, it, and, it, and it's against tradition, as I understand it, to vote an outsider in as fire Not chief as opposed to promoting a longtime employee, right. current employee. Not only employee. against tradition, but against the law. The law of the land. It was against the law to do what we did. Uh, I, I will tell you that perhaps the way around that law, uh, in which I voted against, was just to simply um, create a new position, one of fire director and chief of the emergency management department, which wasn't the same title as fire chief. I didn't think that was right, and I voted against it. But he ultimately got in. He ultimately got in. And then a year later into his, I think, four-year term or five-year term, he, it was voted for him to be, to be uh, rift. We would rift at least three individuals that year um, to make to meet our budget requirements uh, within the township, and um, unfortunately, I felt as though we had a redundancy in position. I felt as though that, arguably, we had already violated the law, and I was in favor and. Um, supporting a notion of putting our government back the way it was meant to be. So is so you voted against his being appointed and you voted for his being rift and he worked on your campaign. Where does this how does this fit into the negative things that have been happening against you? Is is it is it that he knows people in the party and they're angry because you should be, you know, doing favors for friends of the Democrats, or is it that he worked for you and he expected you to, to then you know, vote for him? I, I can see where all of the above would apply. I, I would tell you that from my perspective, it was all transactional. Uh, I don't know what he was paid. Transactional means short-sighted? Well, transactional in that him working for me as, as an operative or running my campaign, that was a transaction. That was itself. That was... That was that moment in space and time. And I'm sure someone, he got paid or he was compensated for that as, as uh, um, folks who run, run campaigns do get paid. Uh, I saw 
him in that position as separate and apart from the issue of uh, making him a fire chief in West Hampton Township. Okay, we've been going on for a while. This is obviously a big story, and I frankly feel like we really haven't rounded it out well. I feel like I'm missing quite a large few still big pieces here. So we've talked about how, you know, how you became mayor and that upset people, but that there may be more to it than just that one thing. Yeah. I, I think I could probably break it down in three and three and, and possibly three uh, singular incidents. It may be four. And I think the last two are part and parcel of the same thing. And uh, that's that issue of when you speak truth to power, sometimes people don't like it. And I was just largely um, uh, targeted for takeout. And that's what has happened politically. But, true, so, but speaking truth to power means voting against Cardi because you felt he wasn't qualified, voting against the breaking the law, which is what you said that his being hired was breaking the law and uh, creating a new position to get her to circumvent the law and riffing to basically stand up number two and uh and then being going against democrats for whatever reason even if it's the right thing to do so these are the examples of, of speaking truth to power and my i mean maybe i have a wrong definition of speaking truth to power or you know that these are my you're truths. doing what's right as opposed yeah, to even absolutely. if the power powerful people don't want you to do it absolutely. you are doing what's right and that's how you're you're right. describing that as speaking truth to power absolutely and and i think that me being asked to run for the, the senate in the eighth district uh by parties at this point that i'll just leave largely unnamed um that speaking to that and and declining that and because I declined that, then uh, I was unfavorably tagged with the, I did not want to run. Now, mind you, I'm being backdropped as being a fake Democrat Republican. So essentially, good Democrats were then told that one of the other reasons why Andre is not going to be supported with the line position from the county perspective was that he was afraid to uh, go against the Burlington County Republican chairman, which had nothing to do with anything, which was not true. But I think that when you're already uh, manufacturing fake news, a spin, and um, artfully uh, trying to characterize me as something, uh, that's where you naturally go. Okay, so there's something really important, but before we get to that, you were going to describe, you could, dis you could, I was saying that this is a big story, simply a lot of facts. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it's hard to get, it's hard to really put all of these things together. And you were, you said you were going to describe like basically a concise something. Yeah, I mean, three things. I mean, I, th I think the death knell was this year, the Republicans uh, supporting me to become mayor again. Uh, it, it first began by uh, 2015. Um, those were the out years in which, you know, it has already been documented in, in the newspaper that um, at that time, Mayor Chang, um, the former mayor, was uh, uh, not complimentary of me, uh, would not allow, necessarily allow me to advance any thoughts or, or commentary 
that had been traditionally allowed within um, our our process within committee meetings. She, she's, there was a, this. This is she was stopping you from speaking, as best I understood it, from at least one opinion. Right, that she was stopping you from speaking during committee meeting, but you were mayor at that time. No, I was not. You're not. Okay. Yeah, I was not. Uh, and you know, moving forward in 2015, I was not mayor. I became mayor in 2016. Uh, then the the whole rift situation, uh, in which um, Mr. Cardi was uh, supported by um, the Democrats in West Hampton, um, and moving forward to the. Republicans supporting me as mayor. Um, I believe those, those were the issues. Mind you, um, the Democrats, I believe, had every opportunity to all of us to sit down and caucus and coalesce. And sadly, the process in West Hampton Township has always been fractured, has always been disjointed, uh, going all the way back to 2011, if not before then. Um, it, it has been closed, uh, closed office. Um, I, I have an email in which uh, the local chairman has admitted as much to the county chairman. Um, so this isn't nothing new. It's something that, quite frankly, has been around. Uh, I am a Democrat, both mind, body, and spirit. Um, to the letter of the ideology, um, no. I believe um, as as a as a pay, I can I label myself as an advocate. I label myself as a patriot. I label myself as a person who's a progressive Democrat who believe in listening to all uh, um, agreeable and opposing viewpoints and constructively uh, looking at what's in the best interest of the community and moving that agenda forward. All right. There's one other big issue that needs to be brought up, and then I think we have to wrap it up. We've been going for quite a while, although I feel like we could go on and on and on. Understood. Yeah, unfortunately, you're interesting. Um, the hospital. How does that describe that, and how does that fit into this picture? Because obviously, there uh, there's a lot of money, well, and that and that. I don't know exactly when that came up within this history, but clearly, from your point of view, powerful hands want to get on that money. Well, uh, and I, I, I don't even know what it means, like what specific benefits that they would get by someone building a hospital. But go ahead. You know, it's 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 one of those things where it's obviously, in a, in a position as a township committee man in West Hampton Township where you only make, there's a stipend of $3,710 a year, $800 a quarter, if you will, that I've, I've probably spent more of my money being mayor, and I'll use air quotes because, you know, your listeners can't see it. Uh, you know, so it's cheating my listeners. You didn't actually do the okay. air quotes. Here, well, I did, you know what? <laughs> I did it under the table, if you oh, will. Okay. So, okay, here we go. Just, just so that you can verify that I'm doing it right now. Air quotes. That, that artfully You're taking advantage of the medium, sir. Yeah, I am. I am, and I, I apologize. And, and we don't want to do that because surely I've been accused of, of, of far worse, and that, and that could go with those who, who want to um, besmirch my character. But um, when when you think about it from that perspective, 
Obviously, it's not about economics. Uh, what it really is about power and what it's really about is administrations and what it's really about is perhaps um, some of the ancillary and collateral things that come to uh, a community by way of a $1 billion project. Uh, I stand... Just to very briefly, this is a, a hospital that exists in Mount Holly with approximately 350 beds or something, but they're very limited geographically from expanding, and, and uh, just it's hard right. for them to improve. So they're rebuilding it, what is it, five miles away in... In West Hampton. In West Hampton, they purchased a, a land for ten million dollars, and this is going to be a billion-dollar facility. That's correct, and and you know there are many people in West Hampton Township um, that that uh, not many, I will say some, that that may have been uh, upset that you know an open space, uh, something that should have been preserved as an open space, and and, and I agree with them. It's, it's a beautiful open space, but I would also agree that uh, the family who owned that property had a right to sell it, and they sold it. Uh, to Virtua. As a community, we wanted to try to buy it, but obviously we could not. Uh, I believe the number that was given to us at, at one time may have been four to six million dollars, and as a small municipality, uh, we could not obviously uh, afford that. It, it and would, uh, this hospital was unanimously approved by both the zoning board and the committee, I believe. Well, it's it's been conditionally, the concept of a hospital has been approved. The concept so it's basically the hospital coming into West Hampton Township and showing us some architectural renderings and said that we have a vision that on this piece of property, a nine-story hospital could go here. Uh, do you conditionally give us the approval on the concept? We have said yes. We have not said yes to anything else from a land development perspective. They're not permitted. They or, haven't no. been granted constru nope. construction rights. Or. Nope. The only other thing that has been approved is from the New Jersey Department of Health. Essentially, July of 2016, Virtua had submitted a, an application to the Department of uh, Health uh, to, at some point in time in the future, cease operation, hospital operations in Mount Holly, and in fact, move them to West Hampton Township. That has they have received that approval. So, billion dollar hospitals moving in, they're trying to kick you out for whether it's related or unrelated reasons. Why do they want you out of there? As just as it relates to this hospital, uh, or or how does that how does this hospital, this big money, big project, fit into your whole story of fake Democrat and trying to? trying to you know sabotage you to, to get out of the party banishing you on the ballot how does this fit into your story I think ultimately what you have there is obviously uh, groundbreaking will happen within the next three years uh, and the significant element of a hospital being realized in West Hampton happen I think that there are people for personal selfish and and purely uh, um, sophomoric reasons and, and I can't find anything more onerous to, to, to say uh, that don't want that picture or that optic to include me uh, that that's part and parcel of the banishment and the punishment um, I think that much has already been written in the last two years that in, and that narrative would include me um, and I, I think that uh, it's a plus narrative for the community at large. Uh, we will realize um, some taxes, some some hefty permitting fees, 
and perhaps even some impact aid by way of um, the hospital project coming um, in town. And that's a win-win for West Hampton Township. And I think that when you're trying to arguably paint someone as a, a uh, traitor, um, as less than worthy of being in the party, um, that you don't want to give them that platform. Uh, however, the one thing that they cannot deny me is that we've been very successful. And, you know, here's the other thing. I think it's easy for me to sit here and say to your listeners that we have been successful and that's why I deserve uh, another four years. However, we've had great challenges in West Hampton Township. For instance, uh, it was threatened that we would lose a FEMA grant. Um, firefighters, uh, that was brought in and it's a federal program that allows small municipalities like West Hampton to uh, bring on additional firefighters by way of receiving federal monies, um, if you will, seed money um, to bring on two or three additional firefighters over a period of three years. And outside of that, uh, the community agrees that you now will fund those firefighters. So it's almost like not a handout, but a hand up uh, to, to build capacity within a community. Um, we were some kind of way when the rift happened uh, back in 2015, uh, reported, if you will, to FEMA. And during a time of, of great concern and contingency, we were able to aptly prove that not only was West Hampton not um, not only was West Hampton in compliant, um, but we had actually gone out of our way um, to make sure that we did everything that we could to stay in compliance once we uh, realized the rift in um, West Hampton Township. Uh, that was ultimately upheld. Uh, by the federal government, and we, we, the FEMA grant was left uh, uninterrupted and in full force. I think that when you look at the fact that we had great challenge within our community with uh, a fire truck that was purchased, and um, artfully, uh, it, it turned out to be somewhat of a lemon. Um, it was a moment of great responsibility with members of the township committee uh, working together and working with um, our legal team to reach out and work with the manufacturer uh, to have the total have to have the fire truck totally overhauled, reserviced, um, almost put back new, if you will, uh, in an extension of 18 months um, on a warranty. Uh, that we were able to, if you will, surpass and get over that hurdle. So I think that we've had some really great challenges, notwithstanding the lawsuit that, that is staring us square in the eye, that we have to um, adjudicate that. Cardi. Um, that's correct. So I think that we've had some great challenges, uh, some controversy in West Hampton Township, and all through that, we've managed to present two zero budgets. We've managed to become um, one of the 100 best communities to live in two years in a row, A rating. We've managed to attract um, some businesses by way of economic development, and we stand poised to continue 
on, on that, that trajectory. I think that we stand ready to, to move on some issues that will impact our youth, that will impact our seniors, uh, that will in, impact the preservation of open space in West Hampton Township. We're looking at our master plan. We're looking at uh, where we stand at in, in, in the full cycle and the, and the geographic region, where how West Hampton will be poised for the out years. Uh, I, I think we can continue to be creative in our approach of a community that is small, that's wedged between, um, you know, Mount Holly, East Hampton, Haynesport, and and Willingboro, the Rancocas Valley region, if you will, and to have those um, notable statistics under our belt. Um, while I was the mayor, while I again, I don't take singular credit, I take group credit. Teamwork makes the dream work, um, but to have the title of mayor at that time, I think it bodes well. And I think that without all of those other distractions, and if I was anybody else, uh, th this would be a no-brainer that I would be reelected. So the issue really here is to, to let the voters of West Hampton Township know that a mayor, that a committeeman who's had their significant best interests all of these years and who will continue to have their significant best interests all of these years, that on Tuesday, June 6th, uh, I will be on column seven, that they need to come down and come out in force. Don't stay home um, just because it's a primary election. We do that too often. Uh, what's most important to the residents of West Hampton Township is that they come out and exercise their right to vote in the primary election by um, going down and voting local first. Uh, when you have column one, a candidate who has uh, ignored calls to have an open and honest forum to vet who we are and how our vision will best support West Hampton, when you have a candidate on line one who says that he's not even running, and then the chairman says, well, he's a placeholder. Well, who's the placeholder? Who is he holding the place for? The people should have an opportunity to decide who that person is, not the party, which will happen because the party uh, would then, if Mr. Wilbur Williams does not take office, if, if he should win, uh, can submit three names. And it's those the candidate. Three, no, the party can submit three names. The, the candidate, right? The party, party can submit three names, and um, I, I would submit that the people of West Hampton should be choosing their duly elected uh, candidate to move forward to the general election, not a party. That's how we got here in the first place. That's the reason why we're having this art, this interview because the process was not fair, open, and equitable, and surely does not walk with what's the constitutional mandate. Okay, two more uh, relatively small questions, and then I'm just gonna let you close out. Um, one, I just want, well, no. Before that, just an aside, I uh, lived ages one through six or seven in Willingboro, and if I had continued living there, I would have gone to where my, that school that my wife now teaches at. She's been teaching at there 15 years now. Gotcha. Thank um, you so question number one is, and I'm pretty sure the answer is just simply no, it's not really been an issue. But West Hampton, you're an African American. West Hampton is 80% Caucasian. Mm -hmm. And then most of the rest is African American. 
uh, Mr. Cardi is Caucasian. Um, has racism been part of any of this stuff? Not overtly, and I, I, I have no reason to believe uh, that it, it's a racist issue. Okay, good enough. So hopefully you're going to win. If you don't win, what are you going to be doing? As I stated at the beginning, I could be doing almost anything. Uh, there's only one thing that I think that any of us can do as Americans, and, and that's raise our hand and say that I want to be civically minded and um, commit to um, serving one's community. I did it 35 years ago, and, and, and I'm willing to do it now. If I don't win, I, I'm sure that there will be something uh, that I can do. Uh, perhaps there, there are projects around the house that I've let go on um, maybe far too long and reconnect uh, with the house that I live in in West Hampton Township uh, um, since 1998 um, and uh, perhaps find something else to do, maybe go back to school. Just recently finished uh, a Rutgers uh, Department of um, New Jersey Department of um, uh, and I can't even call the department, but a Rutgers uh, Certified Public Managers course. So who knows, maybe a, a master's program might be in the often with, with the extra time, um, or it Which might... Which implies that you're going to continue to serve somehow. Oh, somehow, absolutely. Or, you know, you, absolutely, yeah. And, and, and even serving somehow might even be just getting in a rocking chair and taking um, some time off and maybe going on uh, a vacation or two. I don't even know what vacations look like uh, in a relative sense of um, just going somewhere and unwinding because I, I think since landing in West Hampton Township, I've always been on and um, have been doing something. All right, so uh, we've been going on for a while. Why don't you close us out? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think this coming Tuesday, uh, June 6th, in the 2017 New Jersey primary, uh, the voters across the state, but in particular West Hampton Township, have a choice to make. And I think the choices are, are very clear and convincing. I think because of the discord in the recent national election, I think because of what has happened across the state uh, by way of having a polarizing governor, I, I think by way of just Americans realizing um, what it means to be an American and what the Constitution denotes and what we the people is all about and the fact that a representative democracy was meant to be interactive, not a spectator sport, that people everywhere but particularly in West Hampton Township, has to come out. They have to do their necessary due diligence. I know it gets old to, hit, to have to get up and answer the knock at the door from a, from a candidate when they decide to come around. And I can tell you, I've been out there beating um, the streets, knocking on every door that I possibly, that one man can knock on in, in one community. With uh, the picture of the ballot, I would presume. Uh, with the pit, Right, absolutely. Huh. Absolutely. I, I think that you can't do anything uh, that as, 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 as Americans and you, as local, the elect, local electorate, you, you, you really have to use that smartphone that you have, use that iPad, use that computer, uh, use necessary due diligence to become acutely aware of who's running, what are their platforms, and what is the past practice of, of what have they done, what is their body of work. And if, if you come up with there's no body of work, uh, there's no past practice, and they're not willing to stand before you as they ask for your vote to open themselves to honest, open, thought-provoking question and answer, then it's something really wrong with that. No, no American 
should be able to uh, be elected and, and put on a, um, a body aside from an appointment, perhaps. And even then, it's based on merit. It should be based on merit. But more importantly, um, because the process inherently set up of we the people, I believe that every, each candidate has a responsibility to stand before its community and say, here's my body of work and this is what I will do. I think that in, that in the worst of times, I've proven my mettle. I think that as a, a patriot and an advocate, someone who's given almost everything to his country by way of being a 100% service-connected veteran, um, who, who has a DD Form 214, for those out there who says that I'm, I'm not a, uh, a disabled veteran and, and I've tried to cheat my, my local community and, and my township and, and, and the state, there are photos, there are, there are pictures of me in uniform. There are, there, there's, there's a record of my body of work having received endorsements from two-star generals um, and, and other high uh, dignitaries within the Department of Defense, uh, having matriculated by way of non-commissioned officers academy and received an Air Force Commendation Medal uh, and, and other um, leadership uh, type of awards and um, a Burlington County uh, medal that the veracity of, of what I'm saying had to be checked off before I received a Burlington County Distinguished Veteran Award, if you will. I, I, I think, I know that there's a, a demonstrated significant body of work that goes back some 35 years, 36 years now, that says that I will put the interests of the community first. And even in the instance that because I've done so, that I find myself on, on an outpost called Column 7 on uh, the Democratic primary, I am asking that the voters in West Hampton Township, uh, specifically, I'm specifically asking uh, if you're available and able. Now, I need you to be available. I'm asking you to come out uh, and vote this June, this Tuesday, June 6th. Uh, if you're a Democrat or an unaffiliated voter, who can vote, you can vote on the Democratic side of the aisle, uh, that you come out and that you go to column seven. And on column seven, you have candidates who have been out there knocking on doors, uh, getting their messaging out, and have been um, clearly serving their community in various capacities. So I would support Michelle Pettis on column seven, and I'm asking them to go uh, to also press the button that says see Andre Daniels on column seven this Tuesday. You have been very generous with your time. I appreciate you doing this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. And, and I thank all of the listeners out there. I wish you the best of luck. Thank you. All right.